Kyle Brandt's Basement is brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook. Hello, my friends, to a very autumnal Kyle Brandt's Basement. It is mid-October. We're heating up. It's a great, great time for sports fans. We're going to talk about everything today. We are talking about the Eagles, we're going to talk about the Bills, we're going to talk about just everything, every topic, every team that you like. We're going to do takes on takes. I believe today is Mike Greenberg versus Stephen A. Mike Greenberg punching up in weight class, certainly in the take game. Uh, what's the longest road trip you've ever been on? You ever been on a 30-hour round trip, road trip for work? Jordan Poyer did of the Buffalo Bills. We'll get into that. Who would you want to be on an NFL road trip with? Uh, what song is Kirk Cousins listening to while he's wearing 12 different diamond necklaces. It's just all good. It's all good. We're going to get into it, and I'm going to give you all of my thoughts as I always do. But first, let's go. Let's go. You know what's coming. Everybody watch. Let's go to the sky cam. I got a good feeling today. I'm just going to be nice and simple. Oh, that was maybe the worst shot I have taken in the history of the show. Maybe I shouldn't exercise before the show. Maybe I should wait till after, but that gets my juice up. It, unfortunately, my field goal percentage is way low. So I haven't hit this, I haven't hit the bang sound in a long time. Maybe I'll go all week. Who cares? You know what I'm here to do? Not shoot free throws. I'm here to tell you what I love, what I hate, and what's hilarious. Let's go. Love the Nick Sirianni Eagles. Specifically love Nick Sirianni. You watched it last night, uh, Sunday Night Football. They beat the Cowboys. They are the only undefeated team in the entire NFL. It wasn't terribly close. The Cowboys came back a little bit, and Cooper Rush is gritty as hell. But he was officially put down. Nick Sirianni's Eagles put down my sweet, sweet Cooper Rush and robbed me the satisfaction of a glorious, beautiful, turgid with drama Cowboys quarterback controversy. It's over. It sucks. Now we get to talk Bailey Zappi versus Mac Jones. But the Cowboys one is done because the Eagles are just too good. And specifically, I like Nick Sirianni. Um, He has a very likable, but sort of out over his skis, Michael Scott thing going on, right down to them both working in the state of Pennsylvania. You know how there's many, many Michael Scott memes, but I like the one in the clip where he says, sometimes I start a sentence and I don't really know where it's gonna end. And he goes into that whole thing. That's Sirianni for me, just from the hip authentic from the hip. You know, he landed on a lot of people's radars last year when he made this extended metaphor about, you know, we're, we're as a team are a plant and you need to water the plant and you need to give it soil and sunlight. And then sometimes you don't see it growing, but you have to be patient and it will grow. And everyone's like, ha ha, who is this nerd? Why does this feel like East Coast nerdy Dan Campbell? Ha ha ha. Well, that plant grew, friends. (laughs) <laughs> that guy, that Michael Scott, went to the playoffs year one as an NFL coach with a very unproven quarterback. And now that guy, now he's 6-0. and He's the toast of the league. He's awesome. He's dominating. He's coaching an undefeated team. And he's doing all kinds of stuff. He's, he gets talking, and he doesn't know where it's going to end. Last night after the game, he was talking about, you know, you say, Coach, how about the game? How about this team? And they stick to the basic stuff about we're executing and we understand it. it's a one, one week at a time league and I don't know, and everyone just falls asleep. Sirianni was like, you know, it starts with love. And there is a love here. And we, we believe in the power of love. I, I don't know if he actually said that, but he really gets going on it. He even had a thing last night where he's walking off the field. And this is what I like about him. 
I don't know if you think he's a cool guy. There's a lot of... I, I always come back to this. And I'll get to my Kirk Cousins take. It's very similar. I don't know if Nick Sirianni's a cool guy. I don't know if he's a badass. I know I don't care. He seems authentic to me. Authenticity is, is so coveted right now more than any other time. Maybe in human history. Because everybody is so bleeping fake and so cool and so Instagram perfect. Sirianni just gets up there and just starts talking. He's like, guys, I love football. I come from Mount Union. I played there. I was the Colts offensive coordinator. And now I'm running the Eagles. And he walks off the field after beating the Cowboys. And he's yelling. You know that camera they set up in the tunnel where they get the players' reactions? Sirianni's yelling, how about them Eagles? How about them Eagles? Like taking the Cowboys phrase and just screaming it. And if you tell me that is unbecoming of a head coach, I couldn't care less. Everything he's doing works. I really like it. I love where the Eagles are going. You know the story with this team. They were built really well. This is Howie Roseman's Roseman's Rembrandt. Like, the line, the D-line, the secondary, the wide receivers, all these guys they added. The only question with this team, I guess there's two. Because Sirianni really legit. Last year was kind of nice. Is he legit? And then is Jalen Hurts, can he play? We didn't really know going into this year. And he was like Mr. Sports Radio in August through training camp. I don't know this guy's going to hold us back. I don't know if he has it. This is not the guy. He looks great. And he doesn't look great after two games or three games. This is six games now. It's awesome. I really like what they have going. And a lot of things still in their pocket. They still got... All right, I don't like to be check the schedule guy. There's got some... There's some supple things in the Eagles' schedule. They got the Commanders again. They got Houston. They got Pittsburgh. They have the Bears. They have the Saints. There's wins to be had here. And then they're always set up so beautifully. They got draft picks for the future. They got the Saints' first-round pick. Like, they got stuff. So, I love Sirianni. He is the Michael Scott of head coaches. He's got the quotes. And, you know, Michael Scott is a little bit crazy, but, like, in the end, like, the employees really do respect them. You know, and Jim makes him cry at the end. I feel like that's how the players feel about it. 6-0 is 6-0. Love Nick Sirianni. Every, all the love is on Brian Dayball, and I talked about that last night in the Sunday Night Show, and he deserves it. Nick Sirianni is undefeated. Love that guy. Michael Scott. Let's move on, though. We have to do it. That's how we do the show. That's what I love. Now let's do what I hate. I hate generally when fans or critics or tweeters or whatever just keep beating the hell out of the same old joke and same old attacks and same old storylines. For example, I hate same old Jets. I hate that phrase. I think it's stupid. I think it's played. I think it's tired. I think it's beaten to a pulp. And it's what people like to say to Jets fans when their team usually sucks. And they say, ha ha, same old Jets. Stop saying that now. It's not the same old Jets. This is like the youngest team in the league. If it's not, it's in the running. And these guys, they have all these stars who are under 24 years old. Quentin Williams is 24, and he feels like an older guy compared to some of these other dudes. And yet, if you go online or if you hear some jerk in the gas station or wherever the hell you talk about it, do people talk about football at gas stations? I don't know. It's all You still hear same old Jets. We had an employee this morning at Good Morning Football who works behind the scenes. Eh, don't worry, the same old Jets will come back. Screw you. What does this have to do with you? Do you really not have anything better than to recycle the same BS about, oh, who, Sam Darnold has mono, Geno Smith got punched, Mark Sanchez went, ran into somebody's butt with his face, Adam Gase had a very strange press conference where he did that over. Like, that's your stuff? 
That's your jokes. That's your attacks on the Jets, who are a really cool, refreshing, young, exciting team with an awesome head coach and great home-bred, home-drafted players. That's what you're still saying? Are you still doing the Adam Gase gif? Is that your is that your A material? Are you still... Like, that's the kind of person who's still, like, making Shia LaBeouf jokes. It's over. It's like, move on. This... Garrett Wilson, Quinnen Williams, they were not there for the butt fumble. They were not there for, for Adam Gase. They, they weren't there for Geno Smith getting punched by IK and Impali. It's all stupid. It's all dumb. They weren't there for Bill Belichick resigning on a napkin. This happens with certain teams where there's some really infamous chapters in their history, and they just get, they have to hear about it for years. Now, if those players are still there, if that coach is still there, of course you should hear about it. This dumb stuff that you did. But once those players have left, once that regime has left, leave it alone. I, in a way, I feel the same way about the Chargers. That the Chargers are, in a way, still having to apologize for the sins of Marty Schottenheimer. <laughs> that was, like, 20 years ago, guys. Now, the Chargers are a, a very flawed team, and, you know, we'll see them tonight. But it doesn't have to, anything to do with Marlon McCree or LT sitting on the sideline with his helmet on or Philip Rivers' knee. It's just, what are we talking about still? That stuff still flies around. So, I say this all the time in the basement. I just love new flavors. I love new teams. As much as I'm into the Chiefs and teams like the Steelers or Packers are usually perennially good, it's awesome that the Jets are good. It's really fun. It's different. It's fun. So, spare me the same old Jets BS. Be more creative. Come up with new jokes. If you want to make fun of Robert Sala's head, do it. Fine. It's very shiny. I think it's beautiful. If you want to make fun of Zach Wilson, I think he only completed, like, I think he had 110 yards passing or something in this game. That's high school numbers. No Jet had more than two catches in this game, but I think that's awesome. They won by 17 points in Lambeau Field. If you want to make fun of it, go for it. You know what? If you still want to do Zach Wilson mom's friend jokes, fine. Fine. At least it's about someone who's still there. I just don't want Zach Wilson to be hearing Mark Sanchez jokes. I can't do it or Geno Smith, or Sam Darnold, or anybody. Brett Favre. Certainly a lot of jokes we made about him, specifically with the pack, with the Jets. Go ahead, and the Packers. Just give me at least something that's now. It's not the same old Jets. You're just making the same old jokes, all right? That's what I hate. Let's go, though, to what's hilarious. This is good. All right, so the Minnesota Vikings won again. In fact, the only time they've lost was to the Philadelphia Eagles, and they got smacked. And they, it, They're the biggest reason the Eagles look so good. The record looks good for Philadelphia, but you just pull up what they did to Minnesota, who's one of the better teams in the league, and you're like, whoa, Philadelphia's good. Because it turns out Minnesota is too. But there is a thing here that I'm really getting behind for a couple of reasons. Cards on the table, huge fan of Kirk Cousins, don't care if you are or not. Same things I said about Sirianni. When you get to a certain age, all that is cool is not caring what's cool. Meaning, someone who just is themselves, they couldn't care less what anybody thinks of it in the media, online, in their neighborhood. Just, I, I, I dress and how I want, I say what I want, and I don't think that you think it's cool or not. That, to me, is very cool. That's Kirk Cousins. As we've talked about many times, Kirk Cousins, I think, makes in the neighborhood of $40 million a year. And he dresses like he shops at TJ Maxx and buys things on sale. And I like that about him. So here's the before and after that I'm into. Week one, Minnesota wins. New beginning. 
new coach, Justin Jefferson, doing the biggest dance in the whole world, and the quarterback shows up like this. I tracked down what the shirt was from. Damn it, I'm trying to remember. It's not TJ Maxx. It's not Kohl's. It's not Ross Dress for Less. I was hoping it was Kirkland brand because his name is actually in the brand. His name is Kirk. It's, uh, somebody sent it to me. But anyway, that's the shirt he's wearing. Again, someone's speaking to me in my ear. Are you trying to tell me the answer? I'm trying to remember, but Patagonia, Patagonia. All right, I think it is Patagonia, which frankly is a little fancy for Kirk Cousins. But again, it was opening weekend. He's the star quarterback. So he, um, he splurged a little bit on Patagonia. It really suits him. It almost is the exact same skin tone as himself, color as his skin tone. So you fast forward, they're after a really good start, they have one loss, and this is how he's shown up after the games now. Have you seen this video? This video makes me so happy. It's like I'm watching one of my children. It's him, and I'm going to count maybe five, maybe six diamond necklaces, and Kirk has a tucked-in undershirt, (laughs) like a tucked-in white undershirt, which appears to not even be a V-neck, because that would be way too saucy for Kirk. The, my only question about the shirt, is it Hanes, is it Fruit of the Loom, or is it Kirkland Brand? Because there's no, he only bought one Patagonia shirt, but he's got all the diamond necklaces on. He's got his like kind of dad sunglasses, which I'm surprised don't have croquis. And he clearly is bobbing his head to some kind of song. So my question is, did the, the players who gave him the chains put on the song, or did he put on his own song? Because to me, I think he's listening to Drops of Jupiter, I think Kirk is probably a big train guy. In fact, I know he is. Um, Other people weighed in saying they think it's Rick Springfield. One person is is getting Wonderwall vibes from him. I don't think it's Wonderwall. Ice Ice Baby is an interesting idea. If you could go with the white rappers from the 90s, you could do that or you could do Snow. This person says Believer by Smash Mouth. Could be. I'm sure Kirk loves Smash Mouth. Um... I love that the Vikings are playing Smash Mouth. And now it's like they just all go over and put them on him. Like he's just sort of like a coat rack or a hat rack. (laughs) And he has five, six, seven chains. And this is going to become an every week thing. This is going to be their winning tradition. In college now, you see the turnover chain. or Teams are doing everything. They got a basketball hoop to dunk it. There's one team that rings a bell when they go have a turnover. I think the winning tradition for the Vikings is going to be all the players who have jewelry put it on Kirk Cousins. I love it for because they get him and they love him and he rolls with it. I also love it because of the timing. This is prime, prime Halloween costume stuff. I would do the Kirk Cousins costume myself. All you need is, I would have to get fake necklaces, but I get a white tucked in shirt. I already have my Halloween costume planned, though. I do that weeks ahead of time. It's another NFL thing. We'll get to that later. Um, but I just love it. I love Kirk. I love that he rolls with it. I don't know how this season is going to end. They do look really good, obviously. Their offense is great. Still have some questions about their secondary and their defense, but we'll find out. While we're here, just enjoy the ride. We have every kind of quarterback in this league. If you like the young phenom, we have these. If you like the the old fossil headed for the Hall of Fame, Rodgers and Brady both lost this weekend. got those. Kirk Cousins is just the guy who is sitting there drinking a domestic can of light beer with the dad jeans and the New Balance grilling unseasoned burgers on his Weber grill. That's him. That will always be him. I don't care if he made $40 billion. He would still wear a Hanes t-shirt. And you got to love that. I absolutely love him. Kirk should come in the basement sometime. He probably loves basements. Probably got a great basement. Probably got a refrigerator down there full of Snapples and a Lazy Boy couch. I bet, I bet it's incredible. 
Until then, though, we have to move on to um, a little something called takes on takes. Let's go. Do you have ambitious hiring goals for the last quarter of 2022? With a powerful hiring partner, big goals are no big deal. You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to sponsor your job post at Indeed.com basement. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com basement. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, rate the takes. That's what we do each and every Monday. We get in all kinds of uh, takers from media members, generic to journalists to provocateurs, and we rate them. I got numbers. It's got our show logo on it. It's got all kinds. It looks like a Tron level right there. They were really well made at the local FedEx Kinko's by Sam Pepper, I believe. Sam, great job. We'll talk to you shortly. In the meantime, we judge them. Like we would a slam dunk contest or X Factor, or one of those shows. Uh, delivery, creativity, and heat. Those are our three categories. And first up, we have two combatants. Let's get after it. Uh, they combine the cast of Get Up and First Take. Finally, the world exhales. Get Up and First Take were combined. Crossover episode in a way. We lost uh, Angela Lansbury last week. I remember when I was a little kid, they did a crossover episode of Magnum P.I. and Murder, She Wrote, in which Angela Lansbury and Tom Selleck were like trying to solve some case together. You can look it up if you want. There's funny pictures. Um, but so we had all the star power going on. We get up and first take. Um, and we're going with Mike Greenberg. Mike Greenberg, who you would think would just try to just hold order in the court. He got in there. Screw it. He said, I'm going to start throwing some punches. Greenberg surprised us last week. Uh, he was in this segment, Takes on Takes, and he got a nice seven in his Takes on Takes debut. So that is his career average. He got a seven, but he's going to weigh in. Let's see if he goes above or beyond seven, because I'm going to tell you right now, his competitor who's waiting in the dressing room for him to finish throws bombs. So Greeny, this was you last time. Let's get him in here on the Dallas Cowboys. Mike Greenberg, welcome to Takes on Takes. Go ahead. Let me point out a couple of facts that I think have been inconveniently left out of this conversation. The Dallas Cowboys, with their backup quarterback, beat the New York Giants, who have otherwise not lost a game this season. They beat the Bengals and the Rams, the two teams that were in the Super Bowl a year ago. And if they had Dak Prescott, would have beaten the Eagles last night. By the end of this season, with a healthy Dak Prescott, the Cowboys will definitely be, definitely be the best team in the NFC, inclusive of everyone, and that includes, because if they don't fall way behind last night, okay. then Micah Parsons and that no, defensive pass rush they become a significant out. factor. No, you can't run it down their throat no, no, if Mike they're not right. beating you I by 20 to nothing. Mike, yeah. Is Mike, Mike Greenberg, right. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He's right. is Mike Greenberg sitting here on national television yes. on this show? Correct. On this show? Yes. And you saying that the Dallas Cowboys going to Super Bowl? I think the Dallas Cowboys right now, if I had to pick one Say team the in the wow. NFC to go to the Super Bowl, right. I would take Dallas. Don't you have there needs to be a uh, like a reddit thread maybe there is already of just first take reaction shots due respect to greenberg we'll get to him in a second 
I'm just here for the reaction shots. Stephen A. obviously has got a cowboy hat and a cigar, and he's just chewing up scenery. Orlovsky comes from this, like, learned place of all 22s and film breakdowns. So, like, he's he comes from this different perspective, and he's got reaction shots. Molly's got reaction shots. You know how they used to do those faces of meth that they would change over years of doing meth? I just want faces of take. And it's just the people's faces reacting to what the other people are saying. And it's perfect for this segment. Greeny came in hot. And I think he was kind of amped up because we are having the crossover episode. I'm sure Angela Lansbury and Tom Selleck had the same thing when they did the Murder, She Wrote Magnum P.I. crossover episode. And I got to go big on this because delivery is great. He had his facts. He mentioned the teams that they beat. Um, It gets a little weakened when he gets into they would have beaten the Cowboys or the Eagles. We're not really sure. Cooper Rush threw three touchdowns. You know, Dak has played very well against the Eagles. I guess you could say it. But I think Stephen A. really elevated him. And that's going to be ironic because Stephen A.'s in the dressing room right now waiting to come out. Stephen A. like gave him the, you know, the lift. He's like, here you go. Step on my foot. I'll boost you up over the wall. Because he said, are you saying on national television right now that the Cowboys are going to go to the Super Bowl? And he went with it. I've had that happen before. You'd be on TV sometimes and usually you'll Schrager will be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Are you telling me you think that the Colts are going to beat the Chiefs in the playoffs? What percentage chance do you think the Colts have of winning against the Chiefs? And, of course, I'm stupid, so I say, oh, 100%, and they didn't win. But you need that booster guy, and Stephen A. did it absolutely perfect. It's like the pro wrestling manager hits somebody with a chair for you, and Greeny just went with it. Because once they give you the boost, you can't be like, well, I'm not saying they're going to win this. You just got to go. There's no going back. You can't pull the reins, and he went. That's where the heat of it is, because the idea that the Cowboys are going to go to the Super Bowl, this has been talked about a lot, it's been 27 years since they've even been to a title game. I could list the teams that have been to the title game that would surprise you to remember since the Cowboys. Among them include the Jaguars, the Panthers, the Bears, teams that are looked at as struggling teams. They've been there. Cowboys not been there since 1995. And Greenberg just said, I would choose them to go to the Super Bowl. All right. I mean, the NFC is, is not great, but just to, to sweep aside the Eagles, uh, the Vikings, you know, there's it, it, the Bucks are certainly struggling. It's not a terribly smoking hot take, but the Cowboys always mess it up. You really believe in Mike McCarthy? I'm asking you. Mike McCarthy has not been part of the conversation for weeks just because they've been winning and it's always Micah Parsons, Micah Parsons, Micah Parsons, Dak's coming back, Dak's coming back. Mike McCarthy has years of doing this, guys. You can't just say the head coach is going to be fine. Now I'm getting a hot take. And now I am going to say that this is even hotter because I'm going to give this the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. You're calling it before we even get to Halloween. I'm going to give this an eight. That is an eight, okay? As in 88, Michael Irvin, great Dallas Cowboys, C.D. Lamb, who didn't do much last night, but he has Cooper Rush. Dak Prescott, you, you think he's going to come back and just turn into this incredible 300-yard, three-touchdown guy? All right, let's find out. Don't sleep on Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy has a history, and he has a talent for messing this up. Do you remember how last season ended? Do you remember how the last 27 seasons have ended? Stop putting the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Been a good story this year. Eight for Mike Greenberg. Let's get Stephen A. in here. Come on, Stephen A. Stephen A. is back on first take. Um... He has three appearances, two wins, and one loss. He did lose. He averages a seven, so this is fascinating. Greeny comes in with an eight. 
Stephen A hits about a seven average. He's going to hit over his average to win this. If he has the cowboy hat on the cigar again in this clip, he's off to a good start. Here he is on Packers head coach, three and three Packers head coach, Matt LaFleur. Stephen A, do your thing. Matt LaFleur, when somebody's going to call, somebody call this man out. Now, I've been on the record, and I ain't apologizing for a greenie, Olavsky, playmaker. I didn't think Cliff Kingsbury deserved a head coaching job in Arizona. He did nothing to deserve that job. And I had questions as to whether or not Matt LaFleur deserved it because you were the offensive coordinator of the 27th-ranked offense in the National Football League, and you got the head coaching job in Green Bay. Congratulations on your interview skills. But in the end, what it comes down to is this. You've ridden the coattails of Aaron Rodgers. We looked at this roster that's been assembled. We can't question the organizational leadership in terms of the talent they've accumulated. We've been complaining about them on special teams going on two-plus years now. If you're the Green Bay Packers, when the hell are you going to fix it? You the head coach. Get it done or get somebody in there that can hire the right person to get it done. Special teams has something to do with that outcome yesterday, too. Your offensive line has something to do with that outcome yesterday, too. Young receivers, because you couldn't find anybody really, really experienced and gifted enough to come combination of this. I'm looking at the head coach. I think Matt LaFleur has been riding the coattails of Aaron Rodgers. He has gotten away with too much, and he needs to be called out for what he doesn't do. It's good. It's strong. Stephen A. was just dead serious. He didn't do any comedy. He didn't go over the top. He was just dug in, and I think he's right. Matt LaFleur's had an interesting career. It was maybe a little bit of a surprise that he got the job and you're the guy who's going to take over the Aaron Rodgers Express and then he just fires out of the out of the gates and he just rides Rodgers or in conjunction with Rodgers, MVP, MVP, playoffs, playoffs, come up short in the, in the playoffs and now Devontae leaves. Things are getting a little bit weird. This was supposed to be a defense and a running team with great special teams. They have been neither. They had two kick, blocked kicks yesterday. Two. They had a punt blocked. They had a field goal blocked. They lost by 17 points at home to the Jets, and an offensive coach with a back-to-back MVP scored 10 points against the Jets in their, their gang of toddlers on defense. So I do think Matt LaFleur has some things to answer for. I'm sorry Rodgers isn't throwing for five touchdowns every week. Like, what else you got? Um, but Stephen A. only gets a six. It was just dead solid, straight, not no frills, no loops, no comedy, and I respect that. For a regular segment, for takes on take, though, I needed him to go and call either call for Lafleur's job or say something crazy like he's the most overrated coach of this generation, or say that Rodgers should retire. Like we need, there wasn't the heat there. That was just straight facts, Stephen A. You know, it's like a, when Jim Carrey just used to do like serious roles, like the Majestic or something. Like you're like, wow, Jim Carrey, talk with your butt and do voices, and, and like, nope. I'm just here, I'm just doing my acting, and I'm here to win Oscars, it's going to happen, I don't know, but I wanted a little more fireworks from Stephen A. He can't always give you the fireworks. He can't always be over the top. He didn't, he takes the loss, and in a big upset, Mike Greenberg beats Stephen A. by two points. That is takes on takes. We will live to fight another day. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, A lot of sportsmanship out there. Greenberg, congratulations. Now we move on to... Uh, a producer on this program. His name is Sam Pepper. That is his real name in a segment we call Brant Awareness. Let's go. Hello, Sam. How you doing? What would you think of the scoring for the uh, Greenberg versus Stephen A? 
I thought it was fair. I thought it was fair. I, mm-hmm. I am continuing to be shocked by Greenberg's take prowess. I did not see that coming, but he has been around a bunch of take artists for some time now, and, and he's he's coming in hot these days. Yeah, when the cool kids are doing it, and they're all, you know, it's contagious. If the cool kids are having beers and watching R-rated movies, like, I think I want to try it too. Um, you know all kinds of things about both of those categories. Tell us what you have about <laughs> in the headlines today. Let's get into it. All right. First up, Bills Pro Bowl safety. Jordan Poyer was part of their huge yep. win yesterday after sitting out week five with a rib injury. He was cleared to play yesterday, but wasn't cleared to fly. So Jordan drove 15 hours to Kansas City, played in the game, and then drove 15 hours back. Kyle, are you impressed? Yeah, absolutely I'm impressed. First of all, to answer one thing, I, some people were like, well, hold on a second. He's not cleared to fly on a plane, but he can play in a football game? What, what is that? <laughs> and that's that's a fair question. As I understood it, Jordan Poyer was suffering from a collapsed, a collapsed lung. So it was a respiratory issue that I think the altitude affects or the contained environment. It's not so much the contact. So that's the answer there. But this was not some little like, oh, well, we're in Western New York and we'll zip over you know, four or five hours to play the Giants. This was a 15-hour one-way drive. One way! So you got to drive there. Apparently, from what I read, went with his family. They had a Mercedes Sprinter van. 15 hours is like, I, I consider, and I can look in this in the family sense, with the kids in the back and your wife or whatever, your significant other in the passenger seat, I consider every, anything uh, over four to be problematically long. Like, you can do New York to Boston in about four hours, but anything more than that is a crazy, stupid long drive. 15 hours one way is a lot. A, a lot. I don't care who you're with. I don't care how comfortable you're with. That is, that is a lot. I love that he did it because then he plays in the game, drive all the way to Missouri. They've finished this great win over the Chiefs. Would have been nice if he held Kelsey a little bit fewer statistics, but we won't hold that against him. He had a 15-hour drive. And then he goes into the bye week, and I heard he's driving 15 hours back to Buffalo. Or I don't know if maybe then you just take it and like keep driving west and go on vacation for the next couple of weeks because Poyer, I totally respect it. But first of all, I'm going to get to you in a second, Sam. I, I asked the question to the social. You got to drive 15 hours, really got to drive 30 hours. You can pick any NFL player and a figure to just ride with you. They're going to be there, maybe shotgun, maybe driving. Here's what you said. This guy, Aham0313, said, Josh Allen for sure. His parents seem super cool, would probably pack us snacks for the trip. You're talking about Joel and LaVon Allen. Listen, they come from a farm. They got uh, pistachios that they're growing there. They got cantaloupes. You can stay a little healthy, maybe stay regular. They definitely would pack snacks. Joel is a singer, we've come to learn. So the music, I'm sure, would be great. And I think that they are kind, wonderful people who would take care of you, look out for you. The Allens are great in terms of the snack packing. And then Josh has stories and everything. The only thing I would look at is that Josh Allen is big. I don't know what kind of vehicle we're in, but I'm looking for someone a little bit smaller. I don't know if I like want the man spread thing going on. Let's go to the next tweet. What else do we have? Josh Allen has been voted for. Uh, Cherie says, can I pick a coach too? Because it would totally be Dan Campbell and Josh Allen. What a car ride that would be. All right, this is not who you want to hang with. I would love to hang with Dan Campbell. We could talk Metallica, and I understand he's a big sorbet guy, so we could have some sorbet. I like sorbet. I don't want to be in a car with Dan Campbell for 30 hours. 
I'm just going to tell you right now, I, Dan Campbell probably rips a lot of farts. Just going to put it out there in a completely unsophisticated phrase. Big leg lift guy. You know, big, <laughs> big into that. Probably eats a lot of nasty crap. Uh, would get a little bit rough over several hours. Campbell, I, I love him as a coach. I don't know about as the next one. Next, next guy, uh, Michael. Next tweet. Oh, definitely Kirk Cousins. He would have the whole trip broken down economically to find the cheapest gas, cheapest restaurants, and he would have the best dad jokes. Now, that is a take. Now, if you want to get there on a budget where you're going to see that gas and it says $4.39 a gallon and you you, you hit the turning signal and he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. I just pulled it up right here. 16 more miles. We get to $4.29 a gallon and there's a Shoney's right next door. I got a coupon right here. We can have a surfing turf, a steak, and a real lobster tail for just $17.99. That would work. Kirk is a great choice. Might wear on some people. I don't know if you're into like the, the 90s soft rock as much as he is, but he would certainly get you there on a budget. Next, who would you go on a 30-hour road trip with in the world of the NFL? Jersey Fresh Tommy. <laughs> That's a name. He says Zach Wilson. Here we go. On a 30-hour drive we'd likely stop to spend the night twice, okay? And, he goes on, he'd be the perfect wingman out seeking hot, single soccer moms. Yeah, Jersey Fresh Tommy. I suppose he would be. Um, I suppose, yes. If you want to pick up hot, single soccer moms, I don't know where you would... Where do you pick up soccer moms? I figure maybe soccer games. You have to go to kids' soccer games, which sounds like you're on a watch list already, but you'd be looking for divorcees, I guess. And if that's how you want to spend your 30-hour road trip, that's fine. Um, I saw some votes for Justin Tucker because he can sing. I don't know. It gets a little annoying to me. I just want someone who will shut up, just keep to themselves, be polite. Mostly, I don't want to talk, so I would go with Daniel Jones. Sam Pepper, 30-hour road trip. Who would you pick from the world of the NFL? Who you got? It's kind of a boring answer. I think I'd go Matthew Slater. Seems like a super smart, nice dude. I think after maybe five hours, you could get him to tell you some, you know, juicy Belichick Brady stories. Sure. Um, son of Jackie Slater's probably some good stories there. Yeah. So that yeah. would be Well, you're favorite. also, you got the ultimate teammate, uh, selfless, yep. special teamer. Exactly. Like that is what you want. Like he's going to know when to shut up, know when to talk, know when to contribute. Exactly. He'll chip in. Uh, Matthew Slater is a perfectly practical answer. We're not looking to, to sink everybody's battleship here. Like, you just want someone who, like, normal person. This isn't who you want to play cards with or golf with. Golf is four hours. This is 30. So mostly exactly. shut up and please just be a good team. I like the Matthew Slater answer. All right, all right. Well, next up, one of the shots yesterday was the Steelers' upset of the Bucks. Chase Claypool yep. was asked about the win after the game and had some trouble giving an answer. Take a listen to this. Okay. How does it feel to get a win like that? Oh, it feels awesome. Uh, Gunner, come here real quick. <laughs> he gave me a celebratory dip. It's my first time ever. I can't really, with all these lights, but uh, it feels good. <laughs> Kyle, have you been there? All right, it's a good question. So, last anyone didn't catch what was going on there, Chase Claypool, big, tall Steelers receiver, had just won, and he said Gunner Olszewski gave him a celebratory dip, and he had this big fatty and whatever, Skull Mint or Copenhagen or Red Man. I don't know if they still have that one anymore. But uh, he's got a dip in. And um, I've not been. When I was in high school, 
you wouldn't believe this, but the baseball players we'd hung out would start dipping. And I was always very anti-tobacco. I never smoked, never did any of that stuff, especially in high school. And there was like a gateway thing where I wanted to try it. And perfectly, we were on a road trip to the Upper Peninsula in Michigan. And there was something, I don't know if they still have these either. They were called flavor packets. And instead of like the pinch of dip, it was like this little packet. It looked like kind of like a miniature tea bag. And you would take it and you would do the same thing you do with the dip. And it would give you the same sort of sensation. So I tried one of those once in the back of a 1987 Chevy Astro minivan. And I thought I was cool because I was spitting and I was like, you know, I felt like I was um, George Brett or something. And I'm like, yeah, I'm awesome. I'm dipping. The problem is with the dip life is uh, with it comes the empty Gatorade bottles who then become full of spit. And if you ever either A, spill one of those or B, uh, God forbid, in a drunken stupor, pick one up and mistake it for a real beverage, you're done for life. You'll never come close to that. I've not sipped a spitter, but anyone who's ever been a roommate with or friends with a dip guy knows that the spitters, the homemade spitters, just get left around, especially when you're young. And I spilled one all over my PlayStation 2 once, and I was so disgusted. Do you know how you clean up uh, like a whole liter of like brown, like little chunks in it spit when it falls over your PlayStation 2? I was furious. I mean, how am I supposed to play Grand Theft Auto Vice City? So I've not done it at all. I would go back to you, Pepper, and ask you, he said he mentioned he got the dip from Gunnar Olszewski. What percentage of human beings named Gunnar do you think uh, pack a dip every once in a while? <laughs> I'd say a high level, for sure, for sure. That's a, when, you, when you name your kid Gunnar, you're pretty much uh, setting them up for the dip life, for sure. Yeah, I, I think for sure. Interestingly enough, yep. one of these two dudes here, and, and yes, those are males, uh, this is Matthew and Gunnar Nelson. People probably look at this painting like, who are those girls? No, this is a band from the 80s. These are guys. They're a Ricky Nelson son, and one of them is named Gunner. And I can't see it in here, but I bet in those beautiful lips of his, he's got a dip pack somewhere. Sam, have you been there? You dip guy? I dipped once, you know, out of, uh, you know, this, out of, because I was in a fraternity. So I guess if you're in a fraternity, that's what you do. Um, So so I dipped once, and I'll I'll never dip again. Uh, I got very dizzy Uh and uh, very nauseous very quickly, and... I don't understand it at all, but just a lightweight, bro. Not fit out for the dip life. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you though. It's not my thing. Not my thing. You're in, you're in the headline life though, Pepper. What else you got? I am. I got another one for you. This is a headline today in today's news. After the Panthers kicked Robbie Anderson off the field for arguing with coaches yesterday, they shipped him off to Arizona today, trading him to the Cardinals for a six rounder in 2024, seventh rounder in 2025. Anderson tweeted today, just a series of, emojis that I can't really figure it out. Hopefully we can throw that up Mm. there. Cardinals will need this. Hollywood Brown potentially out for the year with a foot injury he suffered yesterday. Kyle, is this a, is this trade a big deal or not a big deal in your mind? Not really. So the emojis, we got freezing cold guy, praying hands, crossing fingers and rocket. So I think he was Here's what I think. I think he was the he was really cold and unhappy in Carolina, so he prayed he could leave, and then he crossed <laughs> his fingers for good luck, and now he's on a rocket taking off, and he's going to the Cardinals. So this is a good thing for him. I just, listen, Kyler Murray has these parents, and I don't mean his actual parents. I mean his owner with the Cardinals, the GM, who are just, they try so hard to make him happy, and they buy him every toy in the world, and they're really trying. And... It was DeAndre Hopkins who's coming back from suspension. And then it was Hollywood Brown 
who is now injured, as you said. And now they're like, we just, we're just going to keep on swinging and keep on giving them things. And Rondale Moore, and it's just weapons and weapons and money and money. And they're trying so hard to make this Kingsbury-Kyler thing work. I don't know if it's going to work. Listen, Robbie Anderson has had a bad 24 hours, as he should. But he is a classic home run hitter. I would not surprise him if he shows up and has like a 79-yard touchdown in week one. He can do it. But it does beg the question. I'll just pull from the headlines because that's what Brant Awareness is. What's the clause? Are the Cardinals not going to put in a clause? If they put in a clause for their franchise quarterback, and this goes back to the summer, of the mandatory independent study clause, wouldn't you want to have one for the serial problematic receiver who's had problems on the field and off about maybe behavior? Wouldn't you have it? If if the Cardinals are the clause team, and they are, don't you put one in for Robbie about sideline behavior and about how to talk to coaches and stuff? And when is that going to come out? Or are they completely out of the clause game? Because I don't know if you watched the Cardinals game this past weekend. You didn't, unless you're an Arizona Cardinals. Unless you're Blake Shelton, who just lives and breathes the Arizona Cardinals. That was a terrible game. They got beat by the Seahawks. I don't even know what the score was. 19 to 10 or something. Just bad. Bad. Kyler did not throw a touchdown. I don't think he ran for a touchdown. He had 100 yards rushing of complete empty calories and no one cares. And they just lost. So firepower, sure. But I need to know the clause because Robbie Anderson is a lot of things and is a very talented guy. Mercurial, I think is the word. Up and down. Incident off the field. I don't want to get into that was a bad incident yesterday. So let us know the clause. Ian Rappaport, wherever you are, we need that stuff. Sam, you hear me? I hear you. I hear you. And speaking of Ian Rappaport, he recently reported just a few moments ago that the Cardinals starting left guard Justin Pugh likely done for the season with a knee injury. Ah. So it's just going to get worse for Kyler and the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, but finally, let's, get, let's head off the football field for our next headline and final headline. Naked Gun is being rebooted. And the movie will feature Liam Neeson in the lead role, supposedly as Frank Drebin's son. He told the People TV show that rebooting the franchise will, quote, either finish my career or bring it in another direction. I honestly don't know. No word on if they're using him because his name sounds like Leslie Nielsen. But Kyle, great casting or awful casting? It didn't occur to me that Liam Neeson, Leslie Nielsen, I mean, it could, it could be worse, I guess. Not, not great nor not awful, just really intriguing. If you don't know Naked Gun, I think it came out in 87, maybe 86. Leslie Nielsen, Ricardo Montalban, Priscilla Presley, like just really interesting movie. But just start to finish, you can't really find a funnier movie. Just stupid slapstick stuff. O.J. Simpson is in it and really funny. Great scenes, like the whole scene in the office where he stabs the fish and burns the place down. Just all, it's, it's a great movie. So it's all pedigreed, and you, Seth MacFarlane and the writers and the Lonely Island guys, really interesting that Liam Neeson wants to do this. But I, I have to call everybody's attention to this, because I was trying to think, has Liam Neeson ever starred in a straight comedy? And not one that I can think of. But if you want something today as you're watching this, if you're bored and you want to just watch something that's going to burn a few minutes of your life, if you're bored or you're on the toilet or whatever, look up Liam Neeson, Life's Too Short. Look it up. Life's Too Short is a series that Ricky Gervais did with Warwick Davis. Uh, Warwick Davis, really well-known guy from the Star Wars movies and Harry Potter and all that stuff. But there's a scene that Liam Neeson does in which he goes into it's a Ricky Gervais's office 
and they do improv comedy together. And it is so funny and so perfect. It's one of these things that I watch two or three times a year, just every few months to make myself laugh. And it plays on how serious he is. And he is thought of as Oscar Schindler and the guy snapping necks of Albanians all over Paris in the Taken movies. So he's going to be Frank Drebin and he's going to be, you know, the umpire and Enrico Palazzo. And he's going to look up and say, nice beaver. And she, thank you. I just said it's stuff. Like I could do naked gun quotes all day, but I am very fascinated to see how it goes. Put it this way. They got my attention. If they had just put Ed Helms as Leslie Nielsen, I probably more likely would be like, oh, why do you got to remake Naked Gun? That's a classic. Leave it alone. The fact that they put Liam Neeson in, I'm actually interested to watch it. And the fact is also, Frank Drebin does fight. He punches people. He's got guns and stuff. So Neeson could do the action and get into full dark man mode. But I really do like it. And I'm just going to speak for us as a show. We were doing a show um, the day that Queen Elizabeth passed away. May she rest in peace. And certainly for myself and... For certain members of the staff here at Kyle Brand Space, we'll go unnamed. We just had a conversation where we're like, look, am I the only one who the first thing I think about is Naked Gun? <laughs> like, that is my, my closest, most personal association with Queen Elizabeth, is that I was raised on the Naked Gun, and I was raised and heard the baseball game, and Reggie Jackson, I must kill the Queen. So, is that's an integral part of it. Are we going to have another member of the royal family depicted in this movie is there going to be a king charles is there going to be a prince harry i think we really need to have that and we got to have a baseball game if we're remaking it in some way so is it was the angels and the mariners in the rico palazzo game we got to have a baseball game so who's that going to be so I, I have questions about it but my answer is not bad not great just really original and they went for it with liam neeson and i'm totally into it Sam, would you like to confess, along with me, is that you were one of the people who, when you heard Queen Elizabeth pass, certainly you felt very sorry for the British people and her family, but immediately you're thinking of the Naked Gun, because I was. I'll just say I appreciate you not naming me as an unnamed person. <laughs> um, and, and by the way, I, I really do appreciate it. By the way, that Life's Too sure. Short scene is what made me think this could really work. I thought of that scene immediately, right. so I'm with you. And it's like, Ricky's like, let's do some comedy. All right, let's let's play role play. And Liam Neeson just keeps saying, like, pretending that he has people with cancer and that, like, he uh, just plays it very serious so and he doesn't get it. So, so everybody watching at home, Sam vouches for it, I vouch for it. Go just Google Liam Neeson, Life's Too Short. It is a fantastic scene. Segment's too short, Sam. It's already over. That's it, right? That's it. That's it. Have right. a good one, Kyle. Gotta go. Gotta go. See you, buddy. All right, I gotta get a dart. Let's go to the sky cam. I already threw all my darts. Story of my life. I'm going to grab one here, whatever number it hits, there will be a corresponding topic that the staff has come up with and I have not seen yet, and I will improv a little bit, improvisational comedy. I'm telling you, you got to watch the Life Too Short scene. I'm going to, I'm going to watch it again after the show. The number today, my friends, is 19. That was the closest I've come to throwing a bull, bullseye. What is topic number 19? And I'll get in. Here it is. There's this, those are the topics 11 through 20. 19 is recreate. Oh, ugh. Recreate your favorite touchdown dance. How am I supposed to do that on a bicycle? All right, recreate. Well, we know how I feel about the gritty. I'm not a fan of, of that dance. The only people I want gritting at this point are Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, or Mike Gesicki. Those are the only people. Everybody else, it's tired, it's dumb. Um, I mean, I, I really enjoyed the Dirty Bird. 
which I'm not good at doing, but Jamal Anderson used to do it, and he would go, he would be like here, and then out, and then like this, the flap, the flap. That's really bad though. Um, I like the Dion one, because Dion was my idol, but I can't really do that. Um, my son does the worm. He straight up just gets down on the field. Very modest celebrator in football. Gets down on the field and does the worm. But I think that's it. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm blanking on other ones that I liked. Um, I mean, the Icky Shuffle was great. And then he had the commercial about it. I don't have the ball. Oh, I have a ball right here. So you go, uh, uh. I don't even know how this works in the uh, Blair Witch Camp. But that's it. That's, that's all I got. Um, I'm going to get on the bike anyway. If you think you should submit a, uh, a topic to the dartboard, not saying that that wasn't a good topic, but if you, if you think you should submit one to the dartboard topics, just tweet us anytime and we'll put one in. In the meantime, more importantly, Josh Allen on the show tomorrow, into the bye week. We may get like vacation mode Josh Allen. We're going to ask him every single thing I can think of about the Chiefs game. I'm going to ask him six questions about jumping over that dude. Uh, six more about the touchdown to Dawson Knox. We're going to get his thoughts on Princess Bride, which he watched. We may assign him Naked Gun for his next movie. You don't want to miss it. Josh Allen in here and all his glory tomorrow. That is the Tuesday show of Cobb Brand Space. This was the Monday show. Love you. Thank you. See you tomorrow.